Hey everybody, you're listening to Crusader's Corner, episode 2, uh, E3 Aftermath. I'm Tyler Lee. I'm joined here by Great Gaming Crusade's editor-in-chief, Greg Wampler. Greg, why don't you say hello? Hello. And uh, we're here to talk about uh, E3 and how we, what we thought of it, kind of what went on, what was announced. Segment 1, we're going to be talking about uh, the third-party people, how they did. Um, and in the second segment, we're going to hit on first-party the console mongers, Nintendo, Sony, and uh, Microsoft. And I guess we'll start out now on segment one with the third party. We'll go ahead and kick it off with Konami. Uh, Greg, what are your what were your thoughts on Konami's not quite E3, um, pre-E3 conference? Because they're too cool yeah, for E3. Annual, <clears throat> annual pre-E3, I guess every year they're going to be doing a pre-E3 show. But uh, it really wasn't much of a conference, it was just a, a pre-recorded video <clears throat> that was also put online earlier than what was what, when it was supposed to be, because it was like two or three hours before, <laughs> before I, even though it was online, it was already online. <clears throat> so, uh, but really they talked about uh, MGS HD collections, uh, Fox Engine, which didn't look all that impressive to me, and... I mean, what, what were the other things? The uh, the other HD collection, the um, Silent, uh, the, the Silent Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silent Hill collection, and then uh, the new Silent Hill. They, they showed the logo for this new Silent Hill. Was it Origins? Uh, Book of Memories. Silent Hill. Yeah. Yeah, Book of Memories. For, uh, Vita, right? Or is it? I think so. I don't even know if they said that for sure. Uh, they said NGP because it wasn't announced as uh, Vita yeah, that's yet. Right. Yeah, so Vita. Yeah, but. To, for the for the, the the thing that they seemed to really be entered the most you know showable of was the Fox engine. I thought it seemed like they were really trying to push that, but they didn't show much. It seemed like they spent more time on that than anything else. But yet they showed the least. So I I don't know. Yeah. They, they didn't really say anything new besides a couple you know the HD collections. Yeah. Speaking of the, the speaking of the HD collections. Uh... I always, I always, I don't know. Maybe I'm one of the few. Maybe I'm one of the many. I always like the when the PlayStation Three is now coming out with all these HD collections, and uh, the Metal Gear Solid one is one that I think people are looking forward to. Um, I never played much Silent Hill. What do you? I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, I never played much Silent Hill. I played um, <clears throat> a couple of them. I don't even remember which ones they were. They, they didn't really. Just, I don't know. They were they were all right, but. Uh, HD collections in general, like the Metal Gear Solid, I know a lot of people probably laugh. I've never played 2 and 3. I, I don't know why. I just, I never got that into PlayStation 2. Um, it could have been because I was in the Marine Corps, I guess. I don't know, but I yeah, had a GameCube. That'll take up your time, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, 1 and 4 are, like, top 10 in my games list of all time, definitely. Um, but as for making HD collections, I'm kind of torn because you kind of have the thinking, at least I do, that PlayStation 3 it, it used to it used to have backwards compatibility. Now it doesn't. And I almost feel as though Sony went to the developers or the or vice versa, and they said, "Hey, how about we just cut that out and we can make HD collections, and more people will buy the HD collections." Because now, you know what I mean? 
You see what I'm getting at? Oh, yeah. Because now they can play them. Obviously, they're still with the fans of the games. It'll go, well, I'm going to trade in my originals or keep my originals and still get the HD. Yeah. Right. But I still think more people will buy the HD collections now that there is no backwards compatibility. Right. That's what I think. I like to think of it as they're kind of letting people who may, maybe like new gamers who didn't get to experience the old games and now they get to. But, uh, you know, I think it could be just as successful if, you know, they stuck with maybe Nintendo's way of, like, the virtual console. And even, you know, PlayStation 3 does it with the PS1 classics. You know, if they stuck with that instead of, you know, just blatantly having to remake everything and resell it, you know, at full price. But, I mean, for now, I guess I guess it's okay. I mean, I'll, I'll check them out. Yeah, I, mean, it's, I like the slide. The slide collection. I know it's it's not Konami, but the slide collection is the same way. I, right. I've never played them, so. So it's good know, for people like them. us who never got to experience. I'm sure we'll go out and rent it or buy it or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see. And like we said, they're doing the Metal Gear Solid HD collections. But uh, speaking of Metal Gear, you you know you're the big 3DS owner out of the two of us because you know I'm broke. Mm-hmm. Um. Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid Three for the 3DS. Are you thinking you're going to check that one out? Yeah, I'm definitely picking it up. Like I said, I never played two and three, so that'll be my first foray. My, you know, my first dive into <laughs> Snake Eater will be on the 3DS. Right. Well, from what I've seen, it, it, it's a really pretty game. They've done a lot, and the 3D, a lot of the 3D effects that they've done. It seems like Konami really knows how to use 3D. I don't know how. But it seems like, I don't know how much practice they have with it, but it seems like they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, also, the transferring system. <laughs> yeah. We are not, ladies and gentlemen, we are not mispronouncing that. It is pronounced transferring system. And Greg, why don't you kind of explain what Kojima is getting at when he when he introduced the transferring system? <clears throat> well... <laughs> Transferring. <laughs> the first thing I have to say is, I'm pretty sure this is what he was upset about on his Twitter account when he tweeted, uh, "What he say? Something like something I was working on for the last year is now done, gone, or completely wasted. Whatever it was, wasted the last year of development on something. I think that's what this is. I'm not sure if it was confirmed yet. I doubt he would confirm what he was talking about, but I'm pretty sure this is what it was because. He said that a couple weeks before E3, um, but the transferring is basically the same thing that Sony is now doing overall with most of their games between uh, PSP and PS3, and then they even plan to do it on the Vita. Games, you can take basically take your game save between you know a portable and the console. And I'm not sure about the differences in the two, but transferring, I believe they're going to start having the game itself be transferable <laughs> as well, <laughs> or at least sell uh, the game with the, with the uh, you know the mobile version and the the disc-based version for the console. So you can take your game anywhere you go, basically. And that that is that just sounds pretty cool to me. Like that sounds like something. You know, you'd really want if you're, you know, a handheld and console gamer. You know, who doesn't want to play something on the, you know, on the go, on the Vita, maybe like on a road trip or something, and then come back and get in the house and load that same thing up on their, 
you know, big screen on the PS3 and just continue to play. Yeah. <laughs> I still, I don't know why I've been looking at everything so negatively after E3, but I have a lot of negativity, and I don't know. I definitely see where you're coming from, but at the same time, I'm starting to see a change where consoles and handhelds are no longer different. Why do you have both? Why pay $600 for a console and then $250 for a handheld? That's where, that's what I'm confused about. Where's the differences? That is true. And especially like, you know, like they said, with the ones that you can play on both, they're pretty much going to have to be the same game. Uh-huh. Um, you could, I guess you could look at it as, I don't know, you're paying this extra money so that you can play the games on the go that you couldn't normally play on the go. Uh, I think they have a lot. I think you know, there's they have a lot further to go before they make this perfect. Well, yeah, but I mean, also, is it going to cost more? Not just for buying the console and the handheld, but are you going to have to pay more for both versions? Right, or you have to pay. You know, if you want to do that, or you have to buy the Vita version and the PS3 version. Is that what you mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I know they said something about attaching. You know, keeping. Uh, um, what was it? Peace Walker, they were thinking about it. Right. Having, you know, the game disc have the actual mobile download on the disc, and then you download it to your PSP or whatever, mm-hmm. which, that's fine, but is that version going to cost more? Can you buy one separately for $60, and then you have the double version, which is 70 80 90 you know what I mean? Yeah. So why, who's going to do that? Are you really going to do that? I'm not saying that's definitely what they're doing. It may be the same, it may be, but that's just... Peace Walker. Right. There's no way they're going to do that on every game. Peace Walker already came out, so they're going to try and get more sales just by, you know, probably keeping it at $60 for the double version. But later on down the road, especially for Vita, since they plan on being able to play PS3 games on Vita, don't know how that's going to be possible, but that's what they plan on, and it's, it's got to cost more, because there's no way that a that the Vita can play PS3 quality graphics. They look very good on a small screen, but you're not going to be able to have the amount of effects and polygon count and everything else on the Vita. So if Konami makes, let's say they do Metal Gear Solid Five, are they really going to be able to put no development into the mobile and just be able to copy it over? No way. It's going to have to cost more. They're going to have to recoup the the costs. I just I don't know. It's a really good, and like you said, in theory and on paper, it looks really good, but there's just a lot of questions that I don't think enough people are asking. Yeah. And I think people will definitely get to asking those questions. Mm. Um, well, that's a lot for Konami. Uh, why don't we move on to EA? You know, Electronic Arts. They didn't, there wasn't a lot there, but I think they had a pretty solid press conference with what they presented. Um... First off, they pres- obviously, they're going to present Mass Effect 3, uh-huh. and they're going to show some stuff about it. Uh, they showed, it was a game, the gameplay trailer, and it, I mean, it showed Mass Effect 3 is going to have some solid controls. We already knew that. <laughs> obviously, they're not going to screw up, you know, the final entry in one of the, you know, one of the most well-known series, you know, to gaming. I mean, what did you take anything from the Mass Effect trailer, or was it pretty much just kind of what you expected? Eh, same thing. Yeah. Same, same. And it's about story with that, with those games. Uh, they all, I mean, they they mentioned a little bit about the gameplay, how... Right. I think it may have been a little bit before E3, actually, where they said that 
Um, you know, the decision-making from the first two are really going to impact. They're going to show you what your decisions have led up to in this game. Right. And then the decision-making in this game itself is going to be more impactful as well. So that's that's always cool. I love I love the the series. I haven't played the second one again. I know I'll probably get laughed at for that, but I still have to beat the first one. I just recently this this past year played them because one of my friends was like, "You've never played Mass Effect." I was like, "All right, I'll play Mass Effect," and played it. You know, fell in love with it. So I'm really ready for three. Pretty much anything that had to do with E3, it was pretty much just teasing us because it was supposed. But, yeah, you know, it was. They're they're really fun. They're, right. They're, I would admit it's a really good. That is not an overhyped game series at all. Yeah. I understand, and it's good to see that gamers don't. It's a mature game, but it's I don't know. It's different. It's not like all blood and guts. You know, it's it's good to see that there's still you, you know humanity in the game in, in this. I don't know how to explain it, but it's no, I get what you know, It's it's a really deep story. It's not easy to comprehend. It's not. It's and it's really cool that people are really enjoying this type of game. Right. After uh, Mass Effect 3, they, of course, showed a trailer for their upcoming WoW killer, uh, you know, the Old Republic. And I don't, I don't know if there's really much to say about it. It wasn't a gameplay trailer. It was just a movie. Yeah. And, I mean, like I said, pretty much nothing new on that one. I mean, we already know that it... Has you know the poss- it has the potential to compete with WoW, which is saying something. Uh, other than that, EA's uh, other big one would be Battlefield Three, which we already know a little bit about. God, that video was awesome. That that was definitely one. That was one that would get the players excited. It looks it looks like it's got really pretty tight controls. The graphics are nice. It looks like it'll be a pretty good game. Of course. Before you go any further, <laughs> I just want to remind people that, that that those graphics will not be on the PS3 and Xbox 360. They may come close, but that was a hardcore, huge, freaking powerful PC that that guy was playing it on. I saw it when they barely, barely zoomed down the guy for like a half a second, and I know <laughs> I noticed. Yeah, that PC is pretty is pretty powerful. Yeah, so uh, don't expect 100 percent of what you saw, but I do expect it to be pretty close. Right, and then again, you know, a lot of people are saying Battlefield Three competing with, you know, Call of Duty because Call of Duty seems to be the go-to military shooter. What are your thoughts on that? You think Battlefield Three could definitely socket yeah. home, socket home yeah. to modern warfare? Yeah. Definitely. Just from what I saw, yes. The the just from the tank video alone, the tank gameplay alone, yes. That was, it was so, I don't even know how to, how to explain to the listeners how much, like, I felt like I was in a war zone. I really did. And I've been there before. I was in Iraq. So I know that that tank gameplay, it got me hyped. Now, don't get me wrong, Modern Warfare 3, it, it was pretty good looking too. And it, it, it was, you know, it, it was Navy SEAL type stuff. It looks so I've never, I've, no, I wasn't a Navy SEAL. I know that that was a lot of stuff they do. But it wasn't as exciting. There was stuff blown out around you, and you're basically driving the little, you know, the little uh, skimmer boat, whatever you want to call it. But the Battlefield Three was more gameplay. It was more, you know, I don't know. I don't. Even, <laughs> I'm hyped. The game's good. Mm-hmm. It looks really fun. Well, EA, uh, 
as far as EA goes, that's that was their big ones. Uh, I guess we could probably conclude uh, segment one with uh, Ubisoft, and that's the one that uh, I I did, I did, and I gotta say I was pretty impressed with Ubisoft. I liked what they I like what they had to show. You know, at the very beginning they showed you know the Rayman Origins, which it's not a huge deal, but I played Rayman back in the day, and it looks like a pretty good kind of homage to the old Rayman. You know, they showed Far Cry 3, which looked pretty awesome. And I'm glad it was like full gameplay trailer, so that looks pretty cool. The uh, Brothers in Arms, Furious 4, looked like Brothers in Arms was kind of taking a more kind of comical way of gameplay. It It looked interesting. I was kind of a little bit sad that they didn't really show any gameplay for that one, but it, it definitely piqued my interest. Uh, Ghost Recon Future Soldier really got me excited. That game that game looks pretty cool. I really like uh, the thing that got me was I was really impressed with the voice communications that, that you ha- can have with, like, multiplayer. Uh-huh. I... Uh, I don't like how much Connect is starting to be pushed. I understand, like they said, that every future game by Ubisoft will be Connect capable, compatible. Right. But I don't know. I don't. I don't like. I, like I understand. I understand where they're going, and I really, really I thought the uh, Ghost Recon Future Soldier. Uh, what was it called? What they call it the uh, the weapons. Uh, the weapons menu. The weapons menu or the weapons, so, something you know, like whatever that, they yeah. called it. Um, it was it was really impressive. I, I almost I was amazed at just how easily you could just pull the gun apart and and that that right there didn't even have to have connect, right? But just the ability to see right? the firing pin was there, every part of the gun, down to the you know down to the firing pin, the freaking they pulled the uh, the buttstock apart, everything was apart. And they just put it right back together. And you can change every single thing, internal and and external. And it was really impressive. I really liked it. But I just don't understand why they had to go even further and allow firing and shooting. With Kinect. Yeah, because if you noticed, he was always squeezed in a freaking crouched position. Right. And when, because Kinect isn't very good with fingers, and we'll get into that later with Microsoft's, but... Uh, so he had to release to shoot, if you notice that. He was releasing to fire. Did you notice that? Yes, I did notice that when I was watching the Kinect version. Or the and Kinect I, I don't know, it's not... So, you're you're getting from... Now you're starting to get into technical stuff. You're starting to get into... It used to be Kinect was for non-controllers, for casual gamers, for, you know, getting everybody up off their butts, off the couch and playing. And now you're getting into games where it's hardcore and... I thought that they were going to try and make it so anybody could play hardcore games. But now, you're getting into things where it makes more sense for even more hardcore players, like I'm talking like military, like me, or ex-military, where you know they want to be able to fire a gun like a real gun. Right. Occasionally, it feels good to be able to do that. Well, even, and, me, even me, a hardcore gamer, and I... I haven't been in the military, but I have grown up with guns, you know. Yeah, I'm from, the, I'm yeah, from the country. And, and I don't want to have to, you know, throw my finger forward to shoot. I want to be able to pull a trigger. Exactly. It's just natural. I even just, even people you know, who aren't around guns, I 
feel like that would make them uncomfortable. You just you want to be able to pull the trigger, not release the trigger to fire. The only reason why I didn't bring other gamers up is because I see a lot of people complaining online that they don't want to just want to use a controller. So I, normally I just say military because it seems like ninety percent right. of people are military that say that they, you know, I don't, I want to, I want to use a controller too most of the time, but I do like being able to shoot. Well, I, occasionally I like to play as if it was, a, you know, a real shooter, like right. I was in real life. It's just it's something. I don't know. Well, but back, anyways. Well, yeah, but back on the on the on the Ghost Recon part, the part that I was most impressed with was not so much the connect was the fact that you could use the voice controls, the voice communication, you know, when you're not using connect. You know, it's when you're using a controller. Cuz that's what they did up there on the very at the very first. They had four players, each one had a controller, and they would get in position and say like ready, you know, go or you know, something like that and their partners okay. would go. Can't you do that with a regular mic? I think you can do that with regular regular mic. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But they but they also well no what I'm saying was they were also doing it when there wasn't four people like you could communicate with your AI partners. Ah okay. Like one guy got in a position and said like and said like get in a position or something like that and the AIs like pressed themselves up like up against the wall in the different positions. And then he counted, he's like, one, two, three, go. And then the AI, like, busts in the room, and he goes in after Yeah, him. that was pretty cool. And that oh, was that Yeah, was I almost cool. forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what, that, that's probably, yeah, that's... And you can, and you can also use it to pull off simultaneous kills. Like, say you're going in somewhere, and there's, like, four guards at four different posts. You can use voice commands to kill all four guards at once, so no one alerts anything. Yeah, instead of instead of tagging them with with the controller, right? Like you used to have to do. Uh, which, what, let's see what else. There was Ghost Recon. They Ubisoft. No, go ahead. Ubisoft. Before you go, Ubisoft did End War, right? Did what? End War. Oh. Was that I, them? I cannot remember. Actually, we are we are horrible video game journalists. I cannot remember. <laughs> I think I think it was. Greg, we're not supposed but, to. We're not. You're not supposed to bring this lack of knowledge we have to light on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are... <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it was them, though. And and uh, it's about time that they use their voice commands from that game. Right. That 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 was some of the smoothest I played that game. I wasn't into the game itself, but the, the voice commands were amazing. That just... It was smooth. You could talk fast. You didn't really have to, like, slow down and say each separate. You could just talk. It was, yeah, it's about time. Yeah. Let's see, you talked about motion controls, and they had they had a few, like, obviously they have Just Dance 3, uh, the Your Shape, the next Your Shape Fitness Evolved, I think it was like Fitness Evolved 2. Yeah. Um, you know, and they showcased those, and they looked, those, look, they looked pretty good, they looked impressive. Um, past motion controls, they got into a game that I, I was pretty impressed by, uh, Rocksmith. The yeah, game that, I actually was too. I was impressed by that. It looked it looked a lot like they were taking like from rock, what Rock Band Three did, where it was you know actual guitar playing and not just you know red, yellow, blue. And it looks like they're making a whole game dedicated to you know teaching you to play guitar, which I think yeah. is an excellent idea. That's yeah, that's the, that's the biggest change because there's been a few games now that have come out that allow you to use a real guitar. Right. And. Well, this, this will actually allow you to plug your guitar directly into the console. Well, in this game, it'll teach you. This trailer, I mean, actually had like actual mu- magician, ma- magicians, musicians, magic, <laughs> magic people. No, musicians 
people who play music, um, you know, and they were praising this game, saying that it, it really it really can work. So this could be something pretty big. Uh, yeah, I just hope that it has more advanced stuff, because I already know how to play the guitar. I just need... I do not know how to play the guitar very well. I know a little bit, so I'll probably... This might be definitely one that I look at. Well, my wife wants it too, so I have to get it to her. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, there you go. Because if your wife wants it, then then you may you might you'll get to play it because obviously you have to get it. Yeah. Um, other than that, really, the last thing Ubisoft did was Assassin's Creed Revelations, which all I can say for that is it looks awesome. Looks awesome, but I have to I have to back up. One of our staff members, Catherine Kai, who um, said that it didn't show anything new. No. It, it didn't show much. It didn't really show anything new. Um, it showed that you can use like explosives in combat now, and yeah. the combat looks more refined, like the actual combat when you're out of, when you're not in stealth. So, yeah, but other than that, it didn't really, it was just kind of, I think what they were doing is, is like, you people that love Assassin's Creed, we've tweaked it a little bit, but we've kept, you know, the good old Assassin's Creed gameplay. But I am hoping that they've re also refined, you know, the stealth and the stealth kills and stuff like that, because it's still fun, but, you know, there's always room for improvement. Yeah. And, um, that's pretty much it for the third party. I guess we can go ahead and go ahead and end segment one. Uh, Greg, you got any closing comments about the third party at E3? One thing I like to say is I always notice how much Ubisoft backs up Nintendo, and every year they show me why they seem to like Nintendo more than anyone, even though even if they don't necessarily show it in all their games, they say it in their words, and their conference always seems so... It's so... Uh, Appealing to a broader range, like they're 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 a lot like Nintendo. I don't know if you ever noticed that, but they they have games for everyone. And oh I've yeah, seen the show no, I, like one or two for each. That's definitely how Ubisoft comes across. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, may not all they may not all be for me, but I, I like I like their business model. I like it. Right. Well, everybody, stay tuned for segment two when we hit on the first party people, and we'll see you in just a minute. Hey everybody, welcome back to Crusader's Corner Episode 2, Aftermath, or E3 Aftermath. I don't even I don't even know the own my own title. It's pretty bad. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and start segment two now, talk about Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo and how they did. Uh, Greg is still here, he has not left yet. I guess we'll go ahead and get, you know, the you know, get the the star of the show out of the way, Microsoft. All right, so that was cool. Let's go talk about Sony now. I, I, I kid you, Microsoft. I kid you. Uh, I get, Greg, I mean, what, what were your impressions of Microsoft's press conference? Or just just appearance at E3, period. Uh, yeah. We're going to get sued. We're... Uh, so, Sony, no. Um, 
I don't know, man. They're, they seem to... Is, I swear it's as if Nintendo has set a trap for one of their competitors to go, ooh, casuals. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like Microsoft is just... And it's not even like... You know, like Nintendo, at least, corrects themselves, it seems like. They go, oh, man, we screwed up, you know. Man, let's try and get the hardcore gamers back, or whoever, the core gamers, whatever you want to call them. But Microsoft, two years in a row, the one thing I'll say is they at least fixed one of the problems, which was last year they didn't have, they, they had like no games, barely any games. It was all con- connect, and it was all um, services like ESPN, blah, 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 all that crap. Okay, good, whatever. This year they did probably they actually, half they as games. much they on the services. You know, they, they talked about the, the, the IPTV coming out, which could be cool depending on the costs. Right. But And then the, the games, <laughs> where they came from, I have no idea. Disney, Sesame Street. And this isn't Mickey's, or Epic Mickey. This, <laughs> this is Disneyland. Okay, I get it. I have kids, and... It's cool. My kids from they they saw some of the E3. They saw that game and they were tuned in. I get it. Where's the games for the core? Right. Where's the games for the people that made Xbox? Who? What it is? It's well, they're not there. Right. Gears of War three. Okay. Gears of War that 3. was shown last year. They didn't. Re- and I mean, and this year it didn't really show us anything different than what we've already seen. They I showed mean, more last year. Right. I mean, obviously, we know it's going to be a pretty solid shooter. It's going to be, you know, fun to look at. Obviously not realistic graphics, but, you know, fun graphics to look at. Um, really, I mean, they didn't show anything new. Uh, Modern Warfare 3. But we've kind of already seen stuff from that already. I don't... I, I See, this is where a lot of people seem to disagree with me. I don't like them or anyone showing third party games I don't know why they have to do that if you take out third party games multi, well, multi-platform obviously take out multi-platform games what did they show <laughs> uh Halo Halo, Gears, and Forza and Fable oh Fable, sorry and that is not a game by the way it's on rails and <laughs> And no, 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 I saw a thing it's yesterday. Not, it's trying to say it's not on rails, it's not on rails, but I'm sorry. Peter, you're going you're gonna to disagree with Peter Molyneux? He always tells the truth. Yeah, he <laughs> always tells the truth. Woo-wee. And yes, I was corrected. It's not a full-out fable game. It is a side game. But so, why not make another game? Why? They're just attaching fable onto it so that it sells. Yeah. Uh, Although... I'm sorry. I will say I, I did see some some things that I was impressed with, not you know blown away with, but there were some things that I was impressed with. Um, I was I was decently impressed by the by the Tomb Raider trailer. I've been waiting for a good trailer for that. It looks like I yeah, might actually. I will admit, yes, that yeah. It, even my wife was yeah. It looks like I might want to play this one because I've never been a big Tomb Raider fan. Yeah, I haven't really been since what two. <laughs> right. Uh, what else? I thought it was pretty cool, the Mass Effect 3, um, using your voices to choose speech. Again, that's not a huge thing, but... No! You can use a microphone! You can use a microphone. 
to choose to choose the the things of speech, but I thought that was a decent touch. I mean, obviously wow. we'd already seen gameplay from EA. I don't understand why they had to use Kinect for that. Now they're I don't know, man. Microsoft had to have paid them some money because they could have just been like, hey, why not just use the microphone? No, no, no. We need you to use Connect because <laughs> we want to sell some copies or, or some, you know, some hardware. Right. And it's like, I don't know. I, there's got to be some deals being made in the background. Obviously, it's a business. I get it. But why? Why? why it could have been so much better if they would have been like, man, we could take this idea and instead run off with it and add voice commands to all the versions, not just with Connect, with all microphones. PS3 as a headset. Microsoft has a headset. You know what I mean? It just—I don't know. They didn't do. I don't think they didn't use Connect for anything else, right? Um, they used Connect to play Future Soldier, but we already talked about that. No, but I mean on Mass Effect. On Mass Effect, no, I don't. No, I don't. Uh, they used it's all voice. Well, uh, they did some gameplay, but it's pretty much straight up like we've seen. You know, you run around in a crouch position and fire your gun, and they didn't show very much of it. Let's see what well, else. Uh, they showed Star Wars too. Don't forget they, Star Wars, which really? I was super hyped for. Uh, I was. I think it could use some work, but I think it's got potential. It looked like it looked like it would probably be something fun to play. Except it's basically on rails again. Yeah, it's on rails, and that bothers me. Uh, Rise. You, they used Connect to play Rise, and I'm actually. I mean, I'm actually pretty excited about that game. That game looks really fun. If that's you know how it's gonna, if that's how it's gonna you know, play. The only thing those games proved to me that the graphics can be better than what I thought they could using Connect, because as I've mentioned before, Connect to be able to you know to do the full work of Connect to see your body, to register all your motions, all your movements, and the voice, all everything takes about a third of the processing power of the 360. So no humongous great games like. Uh, Gears of War Three will be able to run with full, you know, full body tracking and right. voice control. That's why you'll never see those games like that. These games show that okay, the graphics are they're pretty good, they're, especially Rise. I think that's probably the best you're going to see. But they're all on rails, and I think they're using tricks <laughs> so that you know, on rail games you only have to pro- the, the process the the graphics only have to be processed in front of you. Nothing else has to be you know worried about. Right. So tricks can be done, but it also, you can't move unless you use a controller. But I'm thinking that no games are ever going to use the controller with Kinect because that's the reason. I don't think you can do graphics that great while you're tracking everything. But that's just me. Not without, a more power, not without a more powerful system. Exactly. But the, those graphics, I thought Rise were good. But I still, I, I'm not that into on-rail, sh- on-rail shooters and especially fighters like that. Well, what it sounds like is maybe, you know, this generation of Kinect, it's just starting out, but, you know, they need a more powerful machine, maybe next generation consoles, you know, will obviously be able to do more with Kinect or whatever, Kinect 2, whatever they want to call it, or they'll keep using Kinect or whatever. I hope they use a new Kinect, because before we go on anything else, the other thing that other people tried arguing with me about before E3, as I said, the, the other biggest thing is I want to be able to, if like we talked about with Ghost Recon, I want to be able to pull the trigger with one finger. Right. Connect cannot see your fingers. Now, people tried to argue with me before E3 saying, well, there's 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 games coming out. Just wait till E3. They're going to show it, like, the, which ended up being the Fun Labs or whatever. Uh-huh. Okay, 
if you notice the guy painting with his fingers, he had to have two connected, two, and that was that was as far down as he could go, and he was painting. So you're telling it's telling me, okay, they got it down to two, but it's not going to go any further. So you're still not going to be able to pull a trigger realistically. Okay, you can use two, but it's it feels weird to me. I'm used to I'm used to pulling a trigger. You are too. If I don't know, pulling two is weird to me. Yeah, probably so, not till probably not till the next console will you be able to exactly. do anything like that. Next connect maybe. Right. I think it's, I don't know. Maybe it's connect. I well, have no idea. Past connect. The only other things are actually probably the, the they were the biggest announcements for Microsoft. Was I'm not a Halo fan, but I can see how this would be a big deal. Like Halo's pretty fun. You know the Halo uh, Combat Evolved remake. You know Halo One, the HD remake, and the announcement of Halo Four, start of a new trilogy. That actually got that got a lot of people's attention. Although I, I mean, we saw it coming. I just want to ask anyway, everybody. I, I really want responses back from listeners from this. Listeners, you heard comment, comment. And tell I us. want a response to this question: Why is the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time 3D being picked on for being a remake of a fourteen, right, fourteen-year-old? Something, yeah, uh, 14-year-old game, and. Like, people are saying, wow, what, a remake already? A remake already? Halo freaking remake is only, it's ten years. Not even ten years yet. No, It'll be ten years. Yeah. Why is that okay? <laughs> Tell me. Because it's Halo. <laughs> Do people realize that the biggest craze about the very original Halo when it came out was the online? It was the fact that, wow, a console can have an online shooter just right. like a PC. It started the that on, was the biggest the thing, people thing. have forgotten that and think that it's Halo itself. So basically you're going to have that same game who it has obviously been built upon in the other ones, so now you're going to have you know it in HD. Yeah. Less purple is what the developers are saying. They want less purple. And uh, obviously Halo 4, we didn't really see hardly anything. No, uh, I think it was about 25 seconds long or something. Right. So, basically, Microsoft, you know, showed some stuff, showed some cool stuff. Overall, I was I was pretty disappointed. I mean, how about you? Were you pretty disappointed by Microsoft? Yeah. If I didn't have kids, I'd think about selling my 360. <laughs> dead, dead, dead honest, I would think about selling my 360. All right. Let's move on to a happier note, and we'll go ahead and talk about Sony now. And Greg, you're, you spent... A lot of time at the Sony press conference because it was how long? Uh, it wasn't as long as they said it was going to be. It wasn't five hours. Wasn't five hours. But, um, it was. I mean, it was about the same as all the others. It was just they had a lot of information. They had so a lot of stuff. Maybe about a half hour longer, maybe. And I mean, the big, big one, obviously, PS Vita. Which yes. I will go out on a limb and say I do not like that name. <laughs> that is a that's a stupid name. No, but as I, as I tell other people, it, it fits in with Bravia and oh yeah, it's it fits in with Sony stuff. Yeah, it, it does. Although it, I I don't think it fits in with the Sony with the video game branding with you know with PlayStation and yeah, I, I don't know. Well, what is I mean other than Vita, the Sony with uh, what is. What are some things that you thought about the press conference or, you know, Sony in general at E3? 
I'm kind of mixed again, only because <clears throat> a lot of the information was already known. Yeah. But they definitely added on it, and they definitely showed more gameplay, like Uncharted 3. Wow, my... I love those games, so <laughs> I was I was hyped. I, I I was buzzing. Just it was amazing that the video, both the gameplay and the story look spectacular. I wish I had a 3D TV so I can play it in 3D, but maybe we'll see. I don't know. But uh, other than that, it was like you know, Sly Four was announced, which I know a lot of fans were looking for a Sly Four. I've never played them again. Sue me. I know, <laughs> but I will get the HD collection, which was also announced. So I don't know. What, I mean, what else did they announce? They announced um, more uh, Starhawk, right? Which was kind of deep from what it sounded like. It was Starhawk with uh, it was connection with the um, the MMO, right? Right. Had and then uh, ruined. They announced a bunch of games for Vita, but doesn't. I don't know, they're saying third-party support is high on Vita, but they're not, you know, they didn't really show much. Did you like the absolute disgust of the crowd when they announced their partnership with AT&T? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, I, I was a little bit upset, too, because I hear about it, but I, I used to be an AT&T, uh, you know, subscriber, but I don't know. It, it's not that big of a deal to me, but it depends on your area. Yeah. It really does. It all depends on where you live. Uh, 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 apparently, the West Coast is the worst for AT and T. It's from what I'm hearing. I don't hear that much talk from the East Coast, so I, I don't know. But the price was amazing. Oh yeah, just, that that was surprising. They're gonna they're taking a hit on that for sure. They're definitely losing money. Again, an odd business model to me, but they have other, you know, other areas, you know, TVs and everything that they that they produce, so they can do that. They can afford to do that. But um, how do you think that'll affect the 3DS, or do you think it think it yeah, will not, affect it? There's Nintendo saying that it, it's not going to affect them at all, but I mean, it, it depends when it when it comes out exactly. I think it just comes down to what do you want to play. Yeah, and. Really, I still don't understand why people don't see that it's a handheld, and it doesn't seem very mobile to me. <laughs> Those big freaking uh, DualShock 3 nubs hanging out, you know, the, the thumbsticks hanging out of the front. I don't know. I don't... I, it's, I'm still going to get it, but it's just... I don't think it's as mobile as the 3DS is. I think it looks, I think it looks very interesting, and yeah, I, I, it's definitely a little bit bigger, a little bit clunkier. I've heard it's not as comfortable as the 3DS. But then again, this is Model 1. You know they'll release other models later. Yeah, maybe. It'll be, I think it'll be a while since they're losing money on it right away. You never know, they might just go crazy. And if things don't sell, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll move on to the final one. Obviously the one that uh, probably got close to the most excitement, if not the most, uh, Nintendo. Nintendo had quite a conference. Yeah. Specifically because they were the they were you know the only ones that were announcing a new system. And I gotta say, when they revealed, you know, at first all they did was show the controller, and my first reaction is, okay, new controller for the Wii, and then they <laughs> were like, this is the system, 
and I, like a lot of people, because you couldn't hardly see the system itself, was like, are you kidding me? That controls the system? And then, if you watched, you found out. And, you know, at first I wasn't, I was a little disappointed because they didn't say much at first. It was just like, you know, ah, motion, you know, touch screen, stuff like that. And then, you know, I watched and I'm actually pretty excited and pretty impressed now. Yeah, that's, that's always Nintendo's thing. It's, you once can't it, once judge it, it what, just, you know, just the controller. It was the same thing when they did uh, Wii. All they showed was the controller. They, they didn't have any, any demos available, but he pulled out the Wii out of his pocket. I want to, you know, the controller. And it was like, what? What well, is that? And, that? and then you see, oh, yeah, it works. Well, once so again, it was, Nintendo. It was exactly the same thing. Once again, Nintendo doing something new, innovating. I know there's a lot of people saying that PS3 and Vita can do the same, you know, and it's, uh, there's more tech to it, and I try to explain people how, you know, how I'm assuming, not just assuming, I've done a little bit of research on it, and, I, and from what I can see, it's going to be a little bit different. There's some things that it's doing, it's really hard to explain, but the GPU, it's almost like a, it's almost like a 3D example. When you're watching a, a, a when you're playing a 3D game on PS3, it's basically has to generate the GPU has to generate uh, two of every frame, so that the TV can display two images, one to each eye, just like 3DS. 3DS does the exact same thing. That's why it's actually if a 3DS game came out that didn't use 3D, the graphics would be actually pretty amazing. But the the Wii U or the U, what Tyler is starting, <laughs> starting to call I can't. It. Say, it's not uh, comfortable to say Wii U. It's so awkward. Sounding. But what it's doing is that the GPU is doing that same thing. It's making two images on the on the games that, that use it. Obviously, uh, it's it's sending one of those images to the controller and one to the television. Now that is a lag-free video. I don't think people understand. They're completely lag-free, completely by the split second, by the millionth, mil, you know, millisecond, matched up. Picture on a controller, picture on the television. Right. Matched up perfectly. And that is impressive. The controller can adjust and manipulate that same image separately. As if I mentioned before, the 3D effect. Okay, the two you, images, you can those take are that, exactly the same thing. You can take that controller away from the system. If somebody else wants exactly. to watch a movie or something, all you do is just, you keep playing on the controller. Exactly. For little kids, parents like, we got to watch this, you know, we're going to watch this basketball game. Little kids like, all right. I'll just play on the controller. But not even that. What I'm trying to what I'm trying to get people to realize is, and it's it's really hard to explain, and it's kind of hard for people to understand. I understand it, but that image is being doubled, but not exact. Not uh, I don't want to see. It's really hard to, to to attach the right words to it. They're they're not the same. Like they are the same, but they're not. Like they can be manipulated separately. You can have link. You can have. Like the, the they didn't show a lot of the videos. The only video they showed in the press conference was um, the bird video, that right. demo, which was pretty good. The textures were a little bit low, but the rest of it it looked real. It you know it, it looked good for a Nintendo console to be matched up with PS3. It looked about the same. Now they had another. They had two others, which IGN is actually freaking out about. Like they were amazed. There was uh, I don't know if you read about it, but. Um, there was a camera flying down the street of Tokyo. Looked real. The video or the, the live gameplay was, you know, on the TV. It was 
Tokyo. It was it was showing all the people's heads. You know, it was looking down on the streets, flying overhead of you know buildings, cars, people, yada yada yada. On the controller, you were able to move and view different angles at the same time. The same exact camera. Not not two different things. It was the same thing. I don't know if people realize how impressive that is. And then you could hold it up, flip it backwards, and use it as if you were like a racing game. You can use it as a uh, uh, rear view mirror. And you can see behind you. That is impressive. This, I don't control, think this controller has a lot of that's, potential. That's uh, GPUs for your PC cost like five, six hundred dollars to do multi displays, and those are just extending this, you know, the size of your screen. This is doing two opposite, completely different things on the same frame. It's it's pretty impressive. That's the one thing that PS3 and Vita can't do because, first off, how are you going to send it, send that same video to Vita through Wi-Fi, wireless? It's not. It's going to be lagged. It's you can't do it telling you we use more impressive than what people are giving it right and a lot of people are saying a lot of like I said you know not giving it proper credit whereas when i see wii u i see a lot of potential and i see a great console the make i mean we obviously don't know yet but i see what could be a really really great console yeah and then like the thing mean that i showed you the other day um it was like you know developers at e3 were, were Saying there, there were there's more developers at E3 like Bioshock's developer, uh, you know they they were up on stage or up on, in the the video for the conference saying how much they liked it. But yeah, you have other ones from E3 saying, well, uh, I just can't compete with first party first party titles. Yeah. Before it was the graphics and the controller. Now, right. Now it's now it's something else. Well, so during that always, video, Nintendo's always going to have trouble. Well, I mean, they showed a video of some of the lineups for the Wii U and. It was very impressive. I mean, you had Tekken. You had... Was it Driver? Ninja Gaiden 3. Was it Driver? Do what? Ninja Gaiden 3. Ninja Gaiden 3. That was... uh, That's the one the crowd went the most crazy for, I noticed. Because no one ever ever thought that he'd play Ninja Gaiden on a Nintendo console. Especially because there's exclusive content announced for it. Right, so... I mean, the days are done of... You know, you buy a Nintendo console strictly for the Nintendo titles. Now you can buy a Nintendo console for, you know, most games. But don't forget, don't forget that there's still people complaining saying, oh, those were those were PS3 and Xbox 360 videos. No, they were not. You know, of games. So what? That's not the point. Even if they were, it's still showing that these are the games that you'll be playing on the Wii U. You know, how long it's been since you've seen companies... Well, some of those companies you've never seen. Tekken, you've never seen on a console, uh, like a Nintendo console. Right. You saw, so, you've just seen, to see that support... I mean, Ninja Gaiden had a had a DS, had a DS title. Yeah. But other than sword, that... Sword, sword something. Right. Other than that, you haven't seen Ninja cool Gaiden... You haven't seen Ninja Gaiden since the Super Nintendo. Dead or Alive Dimensions was the first on a Nintendo handheld. Right. So, it's going to be very impressive. I find it hilarious that Nintendo keeps coming out with these new controls and changing the design when they're the ones responsible for, like, the way a control is now. It's... Yeah, it's all controls. Funny. All controls made now are based off Super Nintendo's control. So... Well, yeah, but not even just that, but they took... There's no thumbsticks anymore, and, <laughs> and they were the ones to use that in N64. Right. 
So it's like Nintendo's like, we're just going to give all this greatness to the world, and then we're going <laughs> to then we're going to change it. Here you go. It's all right because about five years later we'll have something new, anyways. Right. Uh, well, I don't want to get we don't get stuck on the Wii U totally because also impressively, 3DS lineup. They had an impressive 3DS lineup at E3. Oh. Like, and for one, we'll go ahead and talk about it, Greg. Luigi's Mansion. Yep. And I told everyone that it would not be on the Wii U. It would be for 3DS. Because they always hinted. They hinted that the original was... Uh, they, they, they practiced with 3D a little bit on GameCube before it was released. And Luigi's Mansion was a tech demo for it, and also a tech demo for the physics that the GameCube could do. So I knew that if they did a remake, I wasn't expecting a sequel, mind you, but a remake, that it would be for 3DS. And a sequel is that much better. Right. I am hyped for it. Everybody was hyped for that one. Uh, obviously, you know, Mario Kart. It looked really it looked really good. I mean, you can't really go wrong with the Mario Kart formula. No, but you have to admit... That the uh, that the Wii version of Mario Kart is a lot more shallow than the old ones. There's you know it's not very deep at all. There's it's there's unlockables. You know there's multiple car multiple carts and uh, bikes. But as far you know, so 3D as far as I mean they obviously try to get the casuals in with it. But as far as the 3DS version goes, it looks a lot. Like you said, you can't go wrong with Mario Kart, but it finally looks like they're going back to, you know, adding a little bit more depth into the game. There's customization right. of the different cars, the carts, the you know, the big four wheelers. You're right; you can't go wrong. But it it looks a lot more fun. Oh yeah. We 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 version of Mario Kart looked a little. Uh, I don't know. It was a little bit too simple to me. Yeah. And uh, they announced, you know, Mario the Mario for the 3DS finally. Yes. And that looked really, it looked really fun. Yes. Um, Star Fox 64 for the 3DS. Yeah, I finally, uh, not simply. I mean, it was it, there was more to it than just the remake. Right. The whole, the whole online. Uh, you know, they they had the they they're showing now that they get the online a little bit more. They're there was, yeah, the camera of the 3DS will take a picture and it'll actually watch your emotions and your faces you make as you get shot and stuff, and it'll show it to the other people for them to laugh at, you know, the other players to laugh at, which is pretty cool. It's a nice little twist, Nintendo twist on online. I think it's, it's really awesome. They're at least trying a little bit more with the online connectivity of their games. Yep. Um, well, it looks like we're about out of time. I mean, we've pretty much talked about... Everything, everything exciting at E3, Greg. I mean, do you have anything we haven't talked about? You mentioned Skyward Sword, right? We did now. <laughs> Skyward Sword was there again. Skyward Sword was nothing, there again, but it's, it's actually going to come out later this year this time. So the Zelda demo. I don't know why. It seems like what, what was it like four years ago? People were saying, "Man, if I could see Zelda in HD, I just like." Go crazy, you know. There you go. all the talk. I, I know it may not be the game that, when it finally releases, it probably won't look like that. Who knows? But I was amazed at just how good and how my childhood dreams of, like, when I was six, seven, eight years old, 
playing the original two Zelda games, and I used to always think of Goma the spider. Uh, right. You know, being that big, and just imagining that as a kid, and there it was. It was huge. It was pretty awesome. It was really awesome. Right. So, yeah, they did show that uh, for the for the Wii U. And, yeah, Zelda Skyward Sword. I'm glad we mentioned that right there at the end. Wasn't really anything new to it. I mean, we've all seen the gameplay and everything, and we'll just expect that this year. Other than that, I think we're about done. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. This has been our podcast covering E3. You know, stay tuned. We'll come up with other episodes later. Y'all take it easy.